Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. Or email us at therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. This was a really difficult top ten. It was. I kept adding things, moving things around. I kept saying, does that even count? Well, I had a request from my wife, mm-hmm. which is funny because I wasn't even thinking about it. But she was like, can you not bring up any like nudity? <laughs> okay so okay i don't know if for me specifically it's okay for you but for me specifically <laughs> she didn't want me to and i was just like i wasn't actually even thinking of that yeah, but now i am you yeah, know exactly so what are those first boobies i ever saw right Let's and i immediately it. knew as soon as she said it i was like oh police academy um <laughs> And then Porky's at Johnny's house. <laughs> so, oh my God. So first of all, I spilled the coffee everywhere earlier, and you just almost made me spit it out all over my goddamn computer screen because I'd been drinking coffee at that exact moment. So thank you for that. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, Joyce Heiser, just one of the guys. That's all I'll say. Oh, yeah. That's right. Really? I remember that one. I, I think no no boobies have actually lived up to that. ever since. It's, it's like the first hit, you know? There have been no boobies as as good. So well, I'll tell you because I was pretty young when I saw Police Academy. No, and it's, it's a bit earlier than I gave a shit about any of that. And and uh, I remember I was at a babysitter's and her son knew where the Police Academy tape was and he put it Ooh. on. She didn't know, and it got to that scene. I had you know I had no idea. I had seen the other Police Academy movies, you know, the ones that are more kid friendly mm-hmm. and are just kind of goofy. And I, I saw that, and they're like dancing around the fire, and all of a sudden they take their shirts off, and I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> I like this one." A whole new world opened up for you. Yeah, and so then every time I went over to that house afterwards, like to, you know, for being babysat, I was like, "You want to watch Police Academy?" <laughs> but he got in trouble for it. He's like, "No, I'm gonna get in trouble." I'm like, "No, no, no we can watch it. It's okay. No, it's, it's fine." By the way, that's that's you for a lot of your childhood. That's fine. <laughs> We're gonna get in trouble. It's fine. Nobody cares. You don't care. <laughs> Uh, but then there was Porky's, uh-huh. and I remember that um, we <laughs> they would play it while we were watching dinner. Mm-hmm. Johnny's parents, and they'd just be like <laughs> eating and laughing, and like uh, I actually asked them once, I'm like, "How are you guys like okay with this?" What a weird on? family. <laughs> and they're like, "It's funny." <laughs> well, they were Portuguese. Yeah, like from Portugal, you know, like just Europeans were just like, that's just boobs, you know, like who cares? I mean, I agree, but you know, I mean, it's it's a much better way to live, personally, yeah. I think, anyway. But, um, but yeah, I was like, okay, I like every time I went over, like, you guys want to watch Porky's? <laughs> I would watch Porky's if you want to watch. That. I would, I would agree to that endeavor. <laughs> so anyway, no so now that yeah. now that I've talked about the nudity stuff that she told me not to. There you go, Sorry, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> okay um, I think it's I think it's pretty tame, though. I don't think it's that bad. 
No, it's not. It's just kids seeing, you know, nudity for the first time is not weird. Yeah, it's not like I'm like, and her vulva, you know. Um, <laughs> yes, don't do that. I don't. I don't know what exactly that would be. They were watching. Well, yeah. my first my first time with hardcore porn. I'll yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was the one I was in. Yeah. I was a late bloomer. Is the reason that that was that occurred? Nothing more nefarious than that. Um, but yeah, let's 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 uh, let's dive right into the to the movies that we are actually going to have on the list here. Yeah. Um, let's have you, have you go first. You have me thinking about just one of the guys now. Love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go first. I am, I'll tell you, I struggled a little bit because I didn't know exactly where the cutoff for being a childhood is. Yeah. So some of these move into my being like a preteen. No, nothing really teen. Well, actually, actually one is a bit teen. So hopefully that's all right. Yeah, I did. I did. I think. I looked at it as kind of like pre-driving a car, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So what do you got? Well, my first one, I was a little bit older because let me look up when it came out so I can clarify. Um, it came out in 1996. So yeah, I was a little bit older. I was a, an approaching, I was 12, I guess, approaching 13. Um, but it was the Kenneth Branagh version of Hamlet, which I went to see. It was the first time I went to the independent movie theater around here, which I ended up just like, I think this might have been the very beginning of my going, holy crap, I really like seeing good movies. And like, I'm going to come back to this movie theater because I see that they're playing all sorts of foreign movies, independent movies, old movies. It's the only place that, the reason I went is because it was the only place oh. that was playing Hamlet. Was this I, in Rhinebeck? Yeah, Upstate Films. I didn't want Upstate to say Upstate Films. Yeah, okay. In order, it, which is still open. Yeah, but I mean, I don't care. But I don't want people coming to Rhinebeck looking for us. <laughs> and uh, over Rhinebeck. Us, so <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's true. But uh, but yeah, I was like, oh my god, this is so much fun. I just I like you know, it made me realize that there's a whole world of movies that aren't on HBO or at the at the multiplex. <laughs> And also, it's a fantastic movie. It's it's the kind of movie that you should see on the big screen if you can, because it was shot in 70 millimeter and shot so fucking beautifully. Um, I remember just the colors just being so ridiculously vibrant, which is weird because, you know, Hamlet is supposed to cast his knighted color off. Well, actually, that's the point. There's the there's the famous scene where they're having the big uh, parade. What's it called? It's like a procession. Um, the royal procession where the king and the queen are newly married and they're going in their throne room. There's confetti everywhere. And then the camera pans over and we just see Hamlet standing alone, dressed all in black. Um, and also it's the first movie I ever went to, I think, that had an intermission because the fucker is like three and a half hours long. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember I went during the day, so I like I went outside during the intermission, just get some air. It was still it was still light out. And I was like, I feel like it should be the next day. I feel like I've been through so much movie already. And um, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, I guess that's I guess that's all I have to say. I thought I had something else, but I'm done. No, that's that was good. Um, I I actually have a an upcoming one that's similar to your thoughts on mm. this. So, um, but my number ten is not really a, a happy memory. Oh, <laughs> all mine are happy, I should say. Well, you know, it's funny because that was that was how I took it to mean you know childhood you know, mm -hmm. top 10 childhood mem movie memories. 
And then I thought, well, it's just top 10 childhood movie memories, yeah. right? And so there's two on this list that are not happy memories, but they stick out, you okay. know? It's, okay. These are the two things that I that I thought of first. I was mm -hmm. like, God damn it, why am I thinking of the bad ones? Um, but the first one is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Mm -hmm. And that is because... I saw it as a kid in the theater. So I'm, I was, it came out in what, 89, I think. Yeah. 88 or 89. So I was, you know, pretty young, five, six years old. And I cried loudly mm -hmm. in the theater. Like I was like almost inconsolable when Judge Doom got run mm -hmm. over by this steamroller. Oh, that that I movie, was terrified. That movie probably did that for a lot of kids roughly that age for years after even because the, <laughs> everything about judge doom in that movie is fucking terrifying. So I, yeah. I don't think you're alone. Yeah. It's, it's burned into my memory as being mm -hmm. a disturbing moment in my life. So um, I, I remember that I was so scared to see him being killed or so I thought, mm -hmm. and, and then I just, and then I just think it's funny because we just ranked the expendables. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where a guy gets his head chopped off by a large knife ridiculously, yeah. <laughs> and gets another guy gets blown in half. Well, you know, and, like, oh my god, the guy, the tune got run over by a steamroller. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know, I don't know exactly. You don't how know Robert's that a, he's a tune. At that you don't point. know that he's a tune, and like it's filmed in like a weirdly visceral way. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they did it, but like it, it's like it's like kind of surreal how he's getting squished, but also not squished. Yeah, no, I know it's it, it felt very real. So, um, and he's also like like flailing and pushing at it, you know. And I'm just like, oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Mm -hmm. um, Can you imagine like you actually? You remember like your... me when uh, I killed your brother? I cast... <laughs> okay, so you, you did that kind of well, and it was freaking. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's there in my brain forever, man. Do you uh, like the movie? I actually do now, yeah. I was thinking, I, I, uh, I don't think I appreciated it as a kid, and as like I liked it okay, but it was like I think maybe those parts I was like it's kind of weird, and then I saw it like again for the first time in a long time, like when I was seventeen or eighteen, and it was like this is a good movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because I remember my dad being like, he was like, "Oh, I was so sick of Who Framed Roger Rabbit." I'm like, "Why?" It's like you used to have me watch that over and over and over i was like really because my memory of it is that i was terrified by it yeah so apparently i ended up liking it because i watched it a ton but maybe you just got addicted to the adrenaline rush of when you were doing terrified <laughs> yeah i don't know but all right well what's your number nine gotta open up my thing because i forgot already oh okay so this is actually funny because uh i said at the beginning of yours that none of mine were negative this one's a little negative so i was lying because i forgot yeah you fucking liar i'm a liar i'm a lying piece of <laughs> cake but no so i don't know if you have seen this movie it's called return to oz not everyone's seen it everyone who has seen it i you say it and they yes i remember that movie because it's fucking disturbing <laughs> it's similar to who framed it's like it's like those scenes of who framed roger rabbit but the whole movie um, <laughs> it's 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 about Dorothy's return to Oz, but I'll start off by saying that it's not like a delightful she goes back to Oz. Isn't that great? Um, 
it's so we start off and she's insisting that Oz was reissued. Yeah, I, I went to Oz while I was asleep and you were there and you were there. Except they they have the uh, real reaction people would have had, which is that, okay, this girl's gone crazy. Let's put her in the mental hospital. Um, oh, jeez. It starts off and an early, scene, yeah, an early scene is her getting electroshock. And I remember being upset at that. Um, and by the way, this I have it written down as Return to Oz Destroying My Psyche. That's what it did. Um, <laughs> Because there's no like, oh no, this scene grossed me out. It's just, it's, 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 it's like a, and you can't look away either. It's like a grotesquerie. You're like, you're like watching it. Like, what is happening? Why is this? Why is it happening? Not just what, why? And um, my sister used to love it. My sister liked macabre things, and I used to watch them when I was probably a little younger, too young to really be seeing it. Um, I kind of don't even want to go into really what the rest of it is like what's creepy about it except like you remember the flying monkeys from yeah wizard of oz not that like a we return to oz had the wheelies i think they were called um that just sounds strange and creepy i'm gonna let you just google the, the wheelies if you want you don't need i don't need to explain them to you but the wheelies are upsetting i i had nightmares about the wheelies every so often um and then just the characters like there's one of the characters you know the characters in the original return um, uh, Oz, like they make sense—a scarecrow, a tin man, a like a, a lion. That makes sense, right? And this one, one of one of her friends that she makes friends with is a couch with a moose head tied to it. Oh, and the couch is the body, and the moose head that like came off the wall is the head. And that's the, that's the living being. That's the living sentient being that she becomes friends with. Oh, here's oh, that's a picture. Weird. Yeah. Okay, so here's I, here's a great picture. It's uh, they're sitting on the moosehead couch, and there's TikTok, who is uh, a, he actually makes the most sense in a lot of ways. And then the pumpkinhead guy. So this movie is a uh, I I kind of I kind of want to rewatch it just to. And then like the plot is also creepy as hell. It's not even just like it's got weird characters, but a delightful plot. No, the plot is creepy. So anyway, I'm gonna stop talking about Return to Oz now. <laughs> okay, well it sounds harrowing. So it's harrowing, and I yeah. am still freaked out about it and i don't know cool. if i want to watch. i don't i, I want to rewatch it i haven't watched it since i was a kid so it's one of those things and I've been putting it, it might on. help you to watch it i think know? it might actually, resolve yeah. feelings for you yeah uh, well my number nine is not as disturbing it's <laughs> little monsters do you remember that one with fred savage fred savage uh it's a little it's a tiny bit disturbing it is a little bit yeah but i don't know the disturbing parts parts of it um i tended to like and, and it's probably true of most kids but i tended to like like the wow could this happen in real life you know kind mm -hmm. of thing like oh this you know it's the movie magic portion of it mm -hmm. right but yeah the thing that i remember most about the lights childhood movie memory thing for me is the first time that i can remember questioning the dialogue of a movie <laughs> do you know what part i'm gonna talk no about? i don't think i do i haven't seen it in a long time well it always it stuck out to me for years because I don't know if you remember, but in the, at the end of the movie, the bully kid mm -hmm. drinks his apple juice. Yeah, this is the this says, is piss. Yeah, why does my apple juice taste like piss? Or why yeah. does it taste like somebody peed my... Whatever the fuck he says. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking when I saw it the first time, how does he know what that tastes like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think my interpretation of it was that and I think it, my interpretation explains your question, which is that 
you don't need to know what it tastes like. Once you taste it, you'll know. <laughs> we have like an ingrained sense of just, oh, yep, that's piss. I've never had it, but there it is. <laughs> but it was mixed I in with like the that. apple juice. It wasn't just piss. You know, I actually, I thought I remembered it being just piss. And you're probably right. But because <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, well, that was it for my number nine, Little Monsters. What do you have for number eight? I once again need to open up my list because it closed. Number eight is a kind of an odd one. It is, it's not odd. Let me retract that entirely. So I was pretty little at this point, and my parents came home with a, I think they were going to the movie, the, the movie store. What's it called? The video rental place. And uh, in case we have young listeners, you used to have to go to a store to rent videotapes. Where? Um, What's a store? <laughs> a brick and mortar store, they call it, although most of them are probably not brick and mortar either. <laughs> but uh, I think I asked them for, you know, I don't know, Gumby, I don't know. And it wasn't there. So they got me something like, like they picked out something for me. And they got home and they were like, how oh, we picked that this out for you. And it was a, a, a cartoon. It was called No Grumps Allowed. They picked it out for me because I'm such a grump. Now, I was okay. four, I was four or five, and or something along those lines. And my parents were telling me what a grump I was. So nice. I've I've kind of never changed. I've kind of always been exactly <laughs> what I am. Um, and I remember being so grumpy about it. Like it's the only way to describe it because <laughs> they made this joke and I was like, well, fuck you then, you know, like <laughs> come in here calling me that. I was so like mad. Like I am not a grump as <laughs> I'm being fucking grumpy. And um, it, I, I, I was like, you know, then you're sitting there as a kid and you're like, well, I don't have anything to watch now. So I guess I'll just watch the stupid movie. And I was like, I'll probably hate it. I ended up loving it. And I rented it all the time after that. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe don't judge. You know, maybe maybe keep an open mind about things is the lesson there. Or don't be so grumpy. I don't know what it is exactly. <laughs> but um, I, I even as a kid, I remember looking back and being like, that was actually funny. How they, how they rented this for me, calling me a grump. And then I ended up liking it. Because I was as soon as I got over being grumpy, I was able to appreciate it. <laughs> so that is actually really funny. Well, my number eight is actually a uh, a memory with you. Oh, it's uh it's Michael. Oh, the movie. Uh, yeah, the movie John Travolta. John Travolta movie. Yeah, where he's an angel. Yeah. Yep, it's just a fun memory that I have oh. with you because I remember we went to see this together. Either we, I can't remember if we went to the movies or I I think we might have rented it actually. And I can't saw it at my house. But either way, I remember that you and I both really enjoyed it mm -hmm. and that we quoted it often. Mm -hmm. um, like, battle! You mm -hmm. know? Yeah, with the bull. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I feel like this was, if, not, if it's not the first one, it's the first one that I remember where a movie, we used a movie to reference and have like our own like inside jokes. You know, mm -hmm. so the first time I had a friend yeah. where I just had like had a movie inside joke reference with and we would know what each other was talking about whenever we would, you know, recite a line from that movie and it would make us laugh. So mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was basically that's that's my movie memory. There is just that you and I, and, I, and it's funny because now I can really only remember battle, but there were more. Yep, we used to quote a lot of them, but <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because I feel like the world has kind of forgotten about that movie a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I went into a weird place with that movie because I, you know, I do, where I was like, it came out the same time. I think it came out the same weekend that Jerry Maguire did. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen Jerry Maguire, but I saw Michael and I was like, Michael needs to do better than Jerry Maguire. <laughs> and I was so upset that it didn't end up making a hundred million dollars at the box office <laughs> and that Jerry Maguire did. Uh, the, 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 the grudges that you hold. I, <laughs> it was such a bizarre <laughs> thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if, uh, you know, if, if that, I wonder if it holds up, and I wonder if it's the sort of thing as you know, a little hidden gem that maybe people realize that it was fun and it sort of disappeared out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I remember that we really liked it, and it's. Uh, by the way, it did come very close to making it. I think it made like ninety million. So oh, it did that like, well? Yeah, it wasn't like it did poorly. Yeah, just you know, it didn't have the legs of Jerry Maguire, but most of us don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what's your uh, what's your number seven? My number seven is a similar um, kind of thing because we were old. Well, yeah, we were older. It was when, you know, nowadays there is a new Star Trek, uh, Star Wars property that comes out every five seconds, right? <laughs> right, yeah. The the Rosario Dawson series is out, like, right now. Um, I know it's mostly, or whatever. Yeah, I know it's mostly been series, but, like, a new movie seems to come out every so often, too, and a lot of them aren't quite that good. Um, this one wasn't quite that good either, but when the Phantom Menace came out, episode one, mm, yeah. it, it was a it was a really big deal because it was the first Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi. Yep. And it was like if you noticed at any point that Star War Star Wars was titled episode four, you knew that there was a there was a proposed you know prequel series trilogy, a whole three movies that would come before that, and um finally to have them. Um, I remember it was waiting. Very exciting. It was very. Ooh, it was something else. And I remember waiting in line. Like in some ways, I enjoyed waiting in line as much as the movie. And by the way, I think the Phantom Menace is fine. Um, yeah, I do too. People shit. All I don't over. like Jar Jar Binks, and I yeah. And I, you know, I hate to bash the kid because he's just a kid. But yeah, he was. He good. was terrible. Yeah, that's. I mean, I I put that on the filmmakers as much as anyone because right, like he doesn't know what acting. Well, anyway. <laughs> I, I think that I think that entire the, all three of those movies are kind of unfairly maligned. They're all fine and fun enough for what they are. Um, well, you know, the generation of kids like mm-hmm. that grew up with that love yeah. those movies. Yeah, yeah. So I think it goes to show. Yeah, that's the way it's gonna. It's gonna be funny if you know. It's gonna be funny if that holds for the for the Disney sequel, the trilogy too. I think it will. Honestly, um, that one has the problem of being so disjointed. You know, they had a good idea, and mm-hmm. and then they didn't trust it. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I just that's that's the part that I don't like. So I was yeah, like, same. You you like you had something here, and then you just didn't trust your instincts because because a bunch of fanboys got upset. Like sometimes it anyway. Sometimes don't service the fans so much. You know, yeah. they're yeah. still going to come see it. These fanboys, and, so, then they, and then they ended up with this weird nothing of a third movie that didn't didn't accomplish much of anything but the point is is that waiting to see the phantom menace the star wars episode one the phantom menace like 
it, there was a great excitement to it and all of us were just like excited to see it and waiting like i think it was the first like real like you know like fan excitement kind of experience i ever had with a movie where mm. like you had to wait a long ass time in line and like they barely had enough theaters to fit everybody and you know like that would be that would recur a lot as as these huge you know pop culture blockbusters um fairly frequently now it seems but uh it was a lot of fun just like the feeling the excitement of it like wow star wars for the first time in my entire life because right the, the most recent one came out i was barely alive if that so right 1983 yeah was yeah I, I probably wasn't alive you might have been 16 years later and we mm -hmm. got the next one and uh um, which felt like such a long time at the it really time, did you know yeah and now like if somebody i mean like, think about this right so 2023 so 2007 that'd be like if we didn't have a sequel to iron man and mm -hmm. then they did a sequel or top gun right yeah i mean that's even longer but yeah um but if they did a sequel to iron man right now it'd be like oh okay cool yeah. you know i remember when that came out right yeah exactly so it's, it's a fascinating thing because time feels so much different when you haven't experienced much of much mm -hmm. of it mm -hmm. yeah that's like a freaking life that's it's like yeah it, it was our it, entire lives yeah the entire yeah the difference between 83 and 98 9 whatever it came out 99 yep um that's like it seemed so ridiculously massive right exactly well and anyway it just doesn't anymore yeah sorry i didn't mean yeah, to, no that's okay no that's, no that's my that's all is the, the excitement of it like ooh, and now i like you know the same thing like when we we're waiting for you know end game or something to to, to start but like it still gets that excitement sometimes yeah yeah but that's that nice. was that was the first time it's kind of hard to, to match in some ways in my mind well yeah i think it's always always hard to match that that first time that i mean that's why you start hobbies right mm -hmm. you have something that you really enjoy and then the rest of the time you're just chasing the internet yeah. that you had the first time what a depressing thought i mean i think you still enjoy it you know yeah as long as it's not drugs because you'll never get that no especially drugs do them everybody that's the message of the rank with jonas Zach. do drugs yep all right so let's go on and not my number seven please we don't need to qualify what i just said because uh I, I stand behind it um so number seven is escape from and to which mountain so two movies oh right i remember those yeah not i loved the, both the rock movies. No, not, not that one. I don't have an issue with that one, but that's not the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I loved both of those movies. It, like, it filled me with wonder, and it made me think, like, there was some way that I could have magic in me or I could move mm -hmm. things with my mind. It, it just, it was, I guess it was the, the first one that I could remember that made me, well, not the first one, but, because the first one is Star Wars. But mm -hmm. um, I just... I dreamed of being those kids and being mm -hmm. able to move things with my mind. I mean, I just thought it was so cool. Mm -hmm. I, I had my mom rent that those movies constantly. <laughs> she was like, really? This one again? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's being a kid for you, I guess. Yeah. Finding that, you know, as a kid, I feel like it was easier to recapture the magic of the first time. I feel like every yes. time it's pretty simple. Agreed. Here it's like, you know, nowadays it's like, oh, this isn't really quite the same. But as a kid, it was like every time you were excited. I yeah, I completely agree. I mean, that that worked pretty much with everything that you could watch. If if you liked mm -hmm. it, 
mm-hmm. as a kid, you could watch it again and just enjoy it the same mm-hmm. way, even though you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I remember I used to watch like the 1990 Royal Rumble over and over again. <laughs> so I was like, Hulk's going to win. Spoiler, by the way. Um, oh, God. Come on. I've been saving that one. 33 years later. What? Hogan wins? Now I'm never going to watch it. Please, um, but there are there are a lot of movies when I was a kid that that gave me that that wonder. You know, mm-hmm. this is the first one that I remember that like isn't Star Wars. But mm-hmm. like other ones would be like Hook, Rookie mm-hmm. of the Year, mm-hmm. Willow. You know, these are good choices. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm saying those because they're not going to be in my list because yeah. I kind of want to lump them all into this this feeling of wonder that okay. I had when I was a kid. Um, uh, anyway. So anyway, yeah, that's it. What's your uh, what is your number six? Quick aside, I re I rewatched Willow recently when the series came out. It was okay. It was kind of silly. Was the problem, but other than that, I still enjoyed it somewhat. Well, see, this is what I remember about Willow. Like I remember watching it again when I was um, late teens, like eighteen, mm-hmm. nineteen, and I remember being like, "This isn't what I remember." Yeah. You know? I remember wanting to be Mad Mardigan, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. being creeped out by the stuff that comes out when when Willow was using the wand, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched it again. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of similar. Yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, go go ahead. What's your uh, what's your number six? Number six is going to see the Lion King. Um, I'm not a huge Disney person, not a huge Lion King person these days. It's not even it's not even top three for my favorite Disney cartoons. But it was a oh, really here we big... go. Another top ten coming, everybody. Ooh, top ten Disney cart. Well, we already did Pixar. We gotta do the Disney. Yeah, Disney we gotta now. do the Disney animated ones. Um now are we talking just cartoons? Yeah, you'd think so. Because you know, Disney animation now has moved on to from cartoons. You're right. So think, you're right. So, but yeah, I think we could just say just the cartoon ones. Anyway, okay. Sorry no, for that side, listeners. Let's, you know, let's keep going. Uh, the Lion King was really big like when it came out. like It was a huge hit. and I hadn't gone to see it like for a week or so. It seems like an forever when you're a kid and everyone <laughs> on the playground. Everybody's seen it. Yeah. Has seen it and is talking about it. And you're like, I want to see it. And <laughs> I was like, parents, please see it. And they were like, we're going this weekend. And I'm like, that's forever. <laughs> I have to go to school tomorrow, little kid. Yeah, and listen to them talk about it again and (laughs) reference the freaking toucan. I don't know what that is. Zazu, I don't know what that is. I can't play. I can't. And if you pretend you saw it, they know you did. You know, right? I saw it too. Yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah, damn it, you're right. I just lied. Or the or the classic kid line of like, well, I know, but why don't you tell me? Yeah, (laughs) why don't you prove you know? And like, I I feel like I knew a smarter class of kids than a lot of people. And I was just like, no. They, they saw right through it. But anyway, um, I was so excited. Like, I was ex- like, I remember sitting there and going, Oh, I'm going to go see it this weekend. I'm so excited, which is a little strange. And you'd think that maybe it wouldn't live up to it. And maybe the whole movie as a whole didn't. But I don't know if I'm sure you do remember how The Lion King begins with the sun rising and yeah. a circle of life beginning. Right. Just such a cl- just an amazing way to open the movie. Excellent work, Disney animators, because this entire sequence of them going up to Pride Rock, fantastic sequence. I rewatch it every so often as an adult because I think it's so well done. Yeah. Um, and and the musical cues and everything works perfectly. I remember as a kid going, "This is movies." 
It's yeah. right here. I felt like I was Martin Scorsese or something like that. Like, yes, this is it. Make more movies like this. I enjoy this. Um, so that's 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 that memory because I remember being in the theater and thinking like I was. It came out in 1994, so it's like, like you know, it's kind of funny to think that that's 1994, and then and then Hamlet was 1996, and it's just a big difference in my life because it's like the difference between like 10 and 12. But, well, uh, think about this. So 1994 is when The Lion King came out. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to you about Pulp Fiction, which <laughs> came out the same year. <laughs> That's a good point. So, now, we didn't um, see Pulp Fiction in 1994. To be, no. Maybe you did, but I didn't. I, I don't think I did, though. It was it was years later. So we, you know, not years, years later in childhood years. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Just funny that it's the same year. It, it, it is quite funny. Um yeah, just uh, mostly that opening sequence. I like the rest of the movie. But. I actually, you know, to, to bring up, this is not on my list, but a movie memory because I was talking about Pulp Fiction. So mm -hmm. I remember seeing Forrest Gump in the theater and loving mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, I didn't see Pulp Fiction because it was very R. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I remember watching the Oscars with my mom and mm -hmm. they were showing the the clips, you know, that they show from the movies mm -hmm. to show showcase how great of a, a movie it is or whatever. And I rem I don't know why, but I have this memory of the showcase that they did. And it might've, maybe it was for when, for John Travolta's acting for best mm -hmm. actor, but whatever, it was a clip from Pulp, Pulp Fiction. And the clip they showed was him accidentally shooting the guy in the face. <laughs> and I remember just being like, what? Why would this be a best picture? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a, a you know it's actually funny because it is kind of representative of what the movie is about <laughs> so. it is and it's actually a really well acted portion mm -hmm. of the movie mm -hmm. oh shit man I just <laughs> shot Marvin in the face I, I shot Marvin in the face why am I picking little pieces of brain off of <laughs> Okay, so for that, I'm sorry, but I, I love the way Samuel L. Jackson does that whole he's angry about picking the pieces of brain up. Yeah. I'm super well, fly brain detail. I love it. I love it. So anyway, um, so that kind of got off top off on a tangent from the Lion King. So what's your where are you? Are you <laughs> number five now? No, number six. You're number six? Okay. So this one is a very specific memory for me. This is uh mm -hmm. Goldeneye. Mm -hmm. Oh. Now my mom, I can't. I'm pretty sure that you did not come with us on this, but I don't, uh, I don't think I did. No, it was Billy and I, and I don't mm -hmm. think it was anybody else. But my mom took Billy and I to go see Goldeneye, and you know, Billy always had these goofy, mo you know, moments and memories mm -hmm. and stuff with him. Like we call them Billyisms. Yeah, he he had an interesting take on the world in a lot of ways. He did. He did. Um, and i mean he was he was a lot of fun i, I you know billy was yeah. great um yeah. and i remember i'm the the theater is packed so mm -hmm. we had to get seats in the very first row <laughs> right and it's like just i mean you're like on top of other people and i'm like pretty into the movie even though my neck hurts <laughs> yeah um and do you remember the tank scene in goldeneye I think so. I haven't seen so he's like, while. you know, James Bond is driving a tank mm -hmm. through whatever European city, right? Mm -hmm. Just just destroying everything as he goes. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that scene, I, I look over at Billy because I want to be like, that was fucking crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what a cool scene. 
<laughs> I think I remember and, you telling me about this. Yeah, he's asleep <laughs> at the fr- in the front row of a packed theater in the loudest scene of an action movie. He's asleep. Oh, to, to be able to be so innocent and just sleep through everything. Yeah. To sleep for a chance to dream. Um, it's hilarious. I mean, uh, he was so funny. I mean, he would... I remember. I don't remember what the movie was, but I, we we watched a movie. You know, my mom took us to the movies, and then we we come back out. We get into the car, and I was like, "Who liked the movie?" And Billy goes, "I did." <laughs> Slams his hand to the top of the car because he's raising his hand. And she goes, "I did." Ow! Oh, <laughs> whoops! Oh, <laughs> you know, I I I would I, I often think that like if I could have a superpower, my superpower would be sleeping like a cat. Which is to say, <laughs> fall asleep anywhere at any time through anything. Um, yeah. maybe, maybe Billy had that. Maybe he was able to just, oh, I'm going to sleep for a while. And also, well, it's funny because I don't remember like him being especially sleepy at, at any, like, I don't have any other memories of him falling asleep randomly, you know? But of all times for you to fall asleep at like a random moment, really during the tank scene of Goldeneye and, in the and, front row? And yeah, I don't remember you telling me that he was like especially against the movie or anything just no <laughs> i remember at, when it was over he's like oh that was awesome and i'm like <laughs> you were fucking sleeping you know he's like i had a late night yeah anyway all right well it's nice to remember billy um uh, what's your uh what's your number five my number five is watching a movie with my family it was called the bird cage of all things, um, Nathan Lane and Robin Williams. I love that movie, by the way. I do as well. I'll tell you why we watched it as a family. It's a little risque for as a family, but there's <laughs> I that. watched it with my mom. You know, yeah. Well, we like we like made it a thing, and I'll tell you why in a second here. Um, there's an episode. I don't really watch the show Blackish, but um, I've seen a couple episodes. And there's one where they want to go see the superhero movie, but they're like, no, there's a Rosa Parks movie out, and we have to go see it to represent like. Just show Hollywood that like we black people movies are are good and like right. worthwhile. So I think that's why my parents rented the birdcage, because my parents are gay. And like I think they were like, we have to show that they need to make gay movies. And that like this is a mainstream thing. Because like the, you know, I don't think people I don't know if people remember the olden days, but this wasn't always a mainstream thing. Um right. so we got together, we watched it as a family. And um I remember, like, it, it was such a fun. It's a fun movie, right? It was, it was a it was a big hit at the time too. And it, it was like hundred twenty so, million dollars. Of course, you know that off the top of your head because yeah, well, that's just information you have. But uh, <laughs> actually, I think it was one twenty eight. Now I want to check. If, if it's about right. one twenty eight, I'm gonna just smack you because that's. But go ahead, keep going because this is this this it is was such a, it's such a fun time and everybody was laughing and having fun and you know when you're with your family and they're laughing and having fun and you're like that actually makes me happy so so yeah. the birdcage to this day makes me happy because uh it could be, you know just having fun with your family so the birdcage made 124.1 mm-hmm. and i have this feeling that i have it mixed up with good morning vietnam so i'm just okay. going to check that real quick See how much that made. No, 124. Okay. Or 123.9. So no, no 128. Um, well, now I have, a, I have a sneaking suspicion that it's that 
I actually have another one that I think might have been. <laughs> this is really ridiculous because I know there's a 128 that is in that time frame. Mm -hmm. And I'm checking it right now, and it's really, yep, it is. <laughs> it's the Nutty Professor because it came out the same year as the Birdcage. That's why I was. Well, it's a big year for him then, I guess. For who? Oh, you mean the 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 Eddie Murphy? Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't mean Flubber? I don't mean Flubber. No, Flubber. Flubber didn't make a hundred mil. It made like ninety five or something like that, or ninety. God, I can't believe it made that much. You know what happened to me? I know. Real quick, um, literally like the day might have been the day after we, Hudson was there, so you can confirm this. After Robin Williams died. My phone in my pocket, I did not touch it, opened up Netflix and started playing Flubber. Really? <laughs> now, it must have just been that, like, I touched it in my pocket and it rubbed against my leg or so, just something in my pocket. And, like, just so, just randomly Netflix opened and then Flubber played, like, because it was next to it. It was probably suggested because he just died or something, you know? But, like, it was so weird. Because, like, I hear the fucking phone in my pocket, and I'm like, oh, shit, something's playing in my pocket. And I take out a goddamn flubber. <laughs> and I'm like, Robin Williams just died. Why is his ghost possessing my phone, making me try to watch flubber? Which I did not watch, because I don't want to. <laughs> but I was like, no, Robin Williams ghost. Not watching flubber. I'll watch something else. Well, it's funny that we're talking about Robin Williams so much, because my number five is a Robin Williams movie. There you go. Well, you know, we, you know, we're kids, Robin Williams. Well, but... The funny part is that it's Dead Poet Society. Oh, that's not it's not really a fun one. No, but I remember that we got that I asked my mom to rent this. Like I was like, can we rent this? Because it had Robin Williams in it. And I loved Robin Williams mm -hmm. as a kid, right? Because he was really funny. Um, it was probably right after Mrs. Doubtfire, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But anyway, this is really similar to your Hamlet realization mm -hmm. uh i just remember being like so moved by it mm -hmm. and i was pretty young i mean i probably was like 11 maybe 10 or 11 mm -hmm. um it was it's the first movie that i remember watching that evoked an empathic reaction for me mm -hmm. um not that the other movies didn't but just in a very different way you know I was probably too young to be watching it, but it, it made me cry mm -hmm. and it opened me up to like what an art form film could be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's silly, but I just remember this one affecting me in such a different way than any movie I had seen previously is basically what it is. Uh, so I think that's, that's a great, that's a great one for that to, to affect you. Cause like, that's kind of the, I feel like that's kind of the, one of the points of the movie to like, to like awaken that in you. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's all about students being mm -hmm. having mm -hmm. that awoken within them. So I, mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of a perfect fit mm -hmm. for me in that moment. And I was like, wow, this is really heavy. Although, you know, it deals with like suicide and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> well, probably a little too heavy for a 10 or 11 year old or however, however old I was when we rented it. But um, I remember I watched it by myself too. My mm -hmm. mom didn't watch it with me. She's like, sure, I'll rent this for you. And then no. <laughs> then she left. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was like during summer, you know, and yeah. she worked. And so I just stayed home and watched it. 
Anyway, yeah, what's your number four? My number four is very similar to my number five. It's uh, watching A League of Their Own with my family. Um, I uh, A movie I liked because I liked baseball, but also it's a well-done movie. And this particular instance, it wasn't just my family. My grandma was up, and I very rarely saw my grandma. Like, it was very rare that she actually came up from where she lives, and I loved seeing her, and my parents tell me that I was her favorite. Sorry if my siblings are listening, which they're not. Um, <laughs> and honestly, every time when you, when you make a comment like that. Well, they're not. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, and I believe them because she treated me like I was her favorite, so we had like a nice little close relationship. My grandma would have remembered that time period, um, and I, I got, you know, I was a child, and like I got to explain baseball things to her. She probably knew, but you know, when adults let kids be like, "Well, you this, this, that, and the other thing," and she was like, "Oh yeah, great!" And uh, it was a, <laughs> another, it was a delightful memory. Oh, that's that's a really sweet one. And uh, that's it. <laughs> no, that's real. That, that's a really nice one. This is a this is an interesting episode because I feel like it's really nice for us, but I don't know if it's gonna make. Much of an impact yeah, for anybody other else. People but... might not really want to hear about our stupid shit. Yeah. So we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. But my number four is uh the Wizard of Oz. Okay. So I returned to Oz. You're the you had the Wizard of Oz, which is probably nicer. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's funny because this this mem this memory um it comes from a time between like my when I was like between 18 months and like two and a half. So like one mm -hmm. and a half to two and a half. Mm -hmm. um, so this may not be super accurate. You didn't see it in the uh, theater when it first came out? No, I sure didn't. Okay. <laughs> um, but what I, I, I have these, I have a very distinct memory of how this went down. And um, my mom is probably the only one that can refute this. If, if I'm wrong about it. But this is what I remember. I remember being amazed when the Wizard of Oz turned to color. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the specific reason for my amazement is that... I, so I remember my mom was like, we got to watch Wizard of Oz. Let's watch Wizard of Oz. Because mm -hmm. I really liked it. Um, and I think we were at my grandma's house. She wanted to watch it there specifically. And I, I remember being mm -hmm. like, okay, uh, sure. I'll watch Wizard of Oz, whatever. I don't know why this is a thing. <laughs> but at the time, my mom owned a black and white TV. Mm -hmm. So I had seen The Wizard of Oz probably multiple <laughs> times, but I had never seen it in color. I'd only seen it in black and white. <laughs> and... When we when I watched it there, I just remember it blowing my mind. I was like, "What? Where did this come from?" So yeah, that's, that's my memory. That's really delightful because like, <laughs> what a specific like that probably only happened for you that you first, right, right. first saw it on a black and white TV, and then your own was like, oh, let's watch it over here for no reason in particular, and you're like, whoa! I can, oh, man. Yeah. I Yeah, I remember being level. very, very cool. So, um, anyway, yeah, what's your, uh, what's your number three? My number three is this is another 1994-ish. Um, it's, a, it's almost like when you're 10 or 11, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Jurassic Park, the first one. Meaning, oh, good meaning one. The, on, the only one I like. 
Um, and uh, I like it a lot. Um, if we ever do it for like anything, and it wasn't nominated for Best Picture, but I guess that's a spoiler for that. But that's okay because uh, I wonder if everyone quite remembers. You know, our older our older listeners will, people our age will, but younger people might not remember that. Good Lord, did um, CGI not always was not always at the level it is now. Special effects are not always at the level it is now. And but yet this movie, it it's still. I mean, I wa I actually watched it probably a year or two ago. Still holds up. Absolutely, I don't know how they did it except. I know they used uh, a lot of practical like puppets and things like that too for like right. close-up shots where they could. Spielberg is a master at that. That's all I'll say. I knew that there was excellent CGI in this movie because people talked about it and people said. But when you're in the theater, specifically, remember the part where Alan Grant turns Ellie's head? Yeah. Make like look at this, which is kind of metaphorically Spielberg saying, "Look what I did." Yeah. And you see the Brachiosaurus, and. I think all of, all of us are Jeff Goldblum in that scene where he says, you son of a bitch, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically to Spielberg, I don't know how you did this, but a Brachiosaurus is really on my screen right now. A real one, I think. Yeah. Still wonder every time I see it. Love it. I'm like kind of upset that I didn't think to put it on my list because you're that, I mean, it's transformative. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's an incredible movie moment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well done. Well, I'll tell you what my number three is, which mm -hmm. is very much not Jurassic Park. <laughs> it is Ransom. Oh, the Mel Gibson movie? Mel Gibson movie, yeah. Give me back now my son! Not... <laughs> Give me back my son! Yeah. <laughs> now, you might not think this movie would be on this list. Uh, and it's a weirdly specific reason. So I remember watching this with my mom as, mm -hmm. you know, like most of the movies on this list. And and I was like, that was such a cool movie. And my mom was just really disturbed by it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I remember in the drive, you know, she was just like, I don't want to say she wasn't like despondent or anything, but she was like, it was good, you know, but man, mm -hmm. you know, and just, I remember, I can remember the look on her face and she just, I remember her, what she said. She goes, I just, I can't imagine that happening to you. It's just a mm -hmm. terrifying thought. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, like in the moment, thinking, like, "Why would this happen to me? We're not rich, you know." <laughs> um, Nobody wants to kidnap me. But, but it's like slowly was sinking in. She was just like, she, you know, said more. And it wasn't just that one line. It was just like, "Oh man, I, I can't imagine like being in the position where I've lost you, and mm. uh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get you back, and that kind of thing." And it, what it was very memorable to me was. And it's not like this wasn't expressed before in my life, but mm -hmm. it was this lasting memory of just how much my mom loved me mm -hmm. and like what unconditional parental love is, you know, mm -hmm. just, um, I don't know. I just, I, it made me feel very loved and like, I, it was, it's, it's just a very nice moment for me that I think about, which is weird because it's a kidnapping movie, but yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like depressing, but also touching, you know? Right, ex exactly. So anyway, yeah, that's my number three. Um, so, some, some of our moments are so nice, and some of them are kind of weird. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you know, you up, but, it's, it's definitely weird, but Heavy. it's, you know. Yeah. Anyway, what's your, uh, what's your number two? My number two is not a particular moment. It's an entirety of a movie. It's 
I think we all have the movie that we watched more than any other when we were very little. Yeah. I'm curious mine what is, it's going to be. Mine is The NeverEnding Story, which is probably the case for oh a lot of people. Oh, my I so close to putting that on my list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to this day, like, it's like you said with, uh, it's exactly like you said with, which one did you say? I can't remember it. Oh, uh, well, it was for a bad reason, but Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It's just, there are things that are seared into our minds. Yeah. And, like, you, you can hear the lines almost, like, mm-hmm. like, I'm, like, I'm hearing the Rockbiter right now, for instance, and I'm not going to get into it, but uh, just every single part of that movie, I feel like, helped construct what I like these days, because to this day, I love uh, adventure quest stories, and the very beginning is always the best, where it was, you know, they gather together in the howling forest. Let's move on. <laughs> you get it. And they think every, either you get it or you don't, really. Yeah. And then the dog, the the flying dog dragon thing (laughs) comes in at the end and he gets to like scare the bullies. Scare the bullies, nice, right? Um, (laughs) I'm like really upset because I, it was on my short list of movie memories and I I forgot about it. It was one that I was definitely going to include and I forgot. Um, But yeah, no, never ending story is like we we can, you can talk about it, you know, and like it'll be a, a co one almost. Yeah, let's make it a co-one because Neverending Story is I watch that all the time. It it goes along with um with the which one, Escape from and Two Witch Mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah. With, with like wonder and everything. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he screams the name out into the and he's like, Did it work? Did it work? They, you know, are they okay? And then he gets to meet her for him. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the gender <laughs> was there, but um kind of indeterminate a little bit. <laughs> it was, yeah. Androgynous. Um, but the uh, the rock biter and the racing snail um mm-hmm. that went really really fast and then you had the nothing and the c- scary as hell wolf mm. that wolf was scary as shit man it really was that puppet that they had whatever it yeah was something else no that was a great one uh anyway i'll go on to my number two because mm-hmm. my number my number two is actually twofold mm-hmm. um so this is the second you know sort of bad bad memory yeah. Um, but it's also like a really good memory. So I'm going to talk about the good and then I'll do the bad. So it's Star Wars. Okay. okay. That was probably the movie I watched the most as a kid. Yeah. I loved Star Wars. Understandable. I, I used to say that Luke Skywalker was my favorite hero. Mm-hmm. Like people would be like, what? You know, who's your favorite hero? Spider Man, Superman, yeah. Batman. Like Luke Skywalker yeah. with like n- no irony attached. That was like <laughs> literally my favorite uh, hero. So. Yeah, love Star Wars. So to go on to the to the not great memory, I love Star Wars so much. And it was just like the first movie, loved Star Wars. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, let's watch the next one. The Empire <laughs> Strikes Back. Yeah. And I remember we were sitting on the, uh, we we had the couch bed pulled out. We were watching in the living room and we were like laying on the, like she was, I think she was going to let me sleep on the couch bed bed you know mm-hmm. to watch the movie because it was late and we're watching it and then it gets to the scene where darth vader cuts off luke's hand yeah. and i was inconsolable could not finish the movie oh. <laughs> i was so upset i i i was terrified i mean my 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 mom i was i was talking to her about this actually recently because of this episode and she was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I remember that. Oh, that mm. was so 
bad. Yeah. You, it was like it was like days mm-hmm. where I, I like I, it was all I could think about. Anyway, yeah, it was very traumatic. <laughs> so it's 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 a well composed scene. You can you can just think of the moment where Luke actually loses his hand. They, they yeah. frame it in a very effective way. Not only does he lose his hand, it, the anguish on Mark Hamill's face is very convincing. Yeah. And he like holds the stump. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> I, but I, I don't even think I got it. to the stump part. You know, it was yeah, like as soon as it was immediate. Yeah. I was just like, what? No. And inconsolably <laughs> crying. I can imagine your mom. If we just keep watching. I know. He's going to be okay. One. Yeah, it'll be fine. And you're like, nope. That's it. Done. Yeah. It took me a while. It took mm-hmm. me a while to get over that. I was like, I don't want to see the next one. I just want to watch Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just um, want to watch. <laughs> nope. First one is it. That's it. I think she it... did eventually convince me to watch Return of the Jedi, and I mm-hmm. loved that too. Yeah. And then, and then eventually I was okay with watching Empire Strikes Back because then I knew, well, if he's in the next one, yeah, yeah he's exactly. okay. He's, he's he's okay eventually. Yeah, actually, that like he gets that hand, and it's not even that big a deal. It seems like so. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, got a hand. Wear a glove. That's all he needs. So, um, so yeah, that's my number two. So, what's your number t- or your number one? Actually, what's your yeah? What's your top childhood movie memory? This is another one where I was probably about eleven or twelve. Hopefully, that's okay. Doesn't bother me if it isn't. <laughs> um. <laughs> This is another one that's like movie making, like really made me realize I loved movies, you know? So I hesitated not, I hesitated bringing it up because it's my favorite movie of all time. I mentioned in an earlier episode, my favorite movie really, of all time. Really? This one? Yep. That's um, funny. Childhood movie memory for this one. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's the, it's the childhood classic Goodfellas <laughs> where the classic, you know, childhood tale of, it starts. It starts off Henry's a child. So as a kid, I had watched. I had, I had watched the movie A Bronx Tale a lot, um, which I liked, and still, it's a decent movie. And um, one day, I was flipping through the channels, and I found a movie, and stopped on it. And it was like, oh wait, this is a movie about a kid who's growing up watching gangsters, and he wants to be a gangster too. So they're just ripped off a Bronx Tale. Little did I know. As a kid, <laughs> I was like, this is just so. This is just they copied it you know it came out before it's the much more highly regarded movie whatever but um it was in short order i started just becoming entranced by the movie and thinking like oh my god this like i remember thinking during the movie this is some good filmmaking like i didn't know what filmmaking was exactly but i was like whatever they're doing here it's working (laughs) and my favorite it's still my favorite scene in all of all of moviedom the scene where henry first takes out karen on a date um they go to the copacabana and Henry has somebody park the car. And Karen says, you're just going to let him have your car? And you know, he'll park it for me. It's easier. And they go in through the back, go in through the kitchen. Throughout this entire scene, from the moment that Henry hands off the keys to the car, they're playing, um, and then he kissed me, and I can't remember who that's by. It might be the Ronettes. It doesn't matter. Um, can't listen to that song without thinking of this scene. It's, I think, a one-shot. It might not be. They might have edited it so it looks like a one-shot. But at any rate, the camera follows them through the kitchen, um, basically never leaving them. You see Henry interacting with everybody in the kitchen. Hey, you too. Don't you ever work, etc. He's even saying hello to the kitchen staff. And we get out onto the floor and they bring a table for him. He gets a bottle of wine, expensive wine from the 
gangster looking guys nearby just out of, out of respect as henry says um this was like a scene i was watching and i was like i didn't realize exactly that movies could be like this this was the <laughs> i know i mentioned this earlier with hamlet but um that was more going to see the movies that there are new different kinds of movies that i hadn't thought of this was like movies can can is this what art is is this what people talk about when they talk about art i didn't realize i thought they were just being pretentious or something this is this is amazing and wonderful and it makes makes you feel like there's 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 something good in the world even though this this movie isn't about goodness <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but there's 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 wonder in the world still as an adult maybe maybe not i don't know that that i i have trouble watching that scene without feeling that still to this day so I will always be thankful to to Marty for that, even though I didn't like the aviator. <laughs> Sorry, Marty. Well, that is a really cool number one. I do think it's funny that it's Goodfellas as a childhood movie memory, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's sort of fascinating because of what I picked for my number one, mm -hmm. which is Field of Dreams. Okay, which. I don't know if you remember, but that's the movie that I always say is my favorite movie of all time. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, I think you genuinely feel Goodfellas is your favorite movie of all time. And Field of Dreams for me was just like people ask. And so I just decided to pick that one. Mm -hmm. um, not because I was like, oh, whatever, I'll just pick a name out of a hat. I obviously really love yeah. it. But, um, but I love history, right? Mm -hmm. And I loved baseball, and I loved, loved baseball history when mm -hmm. I was a kid. Um, like, I don't know if you remember, but I used to read the autobiographies of, like, I mean, I read Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Phil Rizzuto, um, Ralph Houck. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I just, as, this as is every, the stuff I was reading as like seven to yeah. ten years old, you know? Making, um, making fun of me for like Goodfellas. You're reading biographies. <laughs> seven. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie did it for me. Is this just something? There's something about baseball that makes its history so oddly like legendary and mythical and magical, you mm -hmm. know? And I loved watching it. And it actually survived for years for me as a tradition. That I would watch this movie before opening day to get mm -hmm. excited for the season every year. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like you were saying. I mean, it was just one of those. To me, it was just like this this beautiful movie. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, movie as as art, right? Mm -hmm. That could that could make you just like want to be part of it so badly. Mm -hmm. Like I want I I wanted so badly to to buy a cornfield plow out <laughs> plow down the corn and and have some like just be able to talk to these old-time baseball players and mm -hmm. be like what was it like you know mm -hmm. um unfortunately the tradition has not kept up since kids uh but hopefully my kids will be interested in that tradition someday but but yeah i love i love field of dreams people will come ray mm -hmm. oh yeah they and won't uh, even know why the 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 the, the James Earl Jones speech there. It's yeah. Like chills, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The move, the memories will be so thick. They'll have to brush them away from their faces. Um, you uh, can't, you can't see, but I'm smiling. <laughs> just, <laughs> just hearing. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a really moonlight Graham. 
You saw it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, I love that movie. So there you go. Yeah, there's our movie there memories. Have, there you have it, people. Uh, my number one movie memory was from Field of Dreams, and Zach's was from Goodfellas. <laughs> childhood movie yep. memory. Well, we do have we do have some childhood movies on there. Just yeah. <laughs> do you want to hear the the other ones that I had in the running here? Yeah. So, because I, I listed a bunch of these out, um, Rocky, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. brain donors, because <laughs> yeah. uh, of you know with my dad, but uh, mm -hmm. Commando, because of mm -hmm. us watching, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> Die Hard, Dragonheart, um, mm -hmm. Dances oh, yeah. with Wolves, Hook, Rookie of the Year, which I mentioned, Last mm -hmm. Action Hero. Nice. Mm -hmm. You know, I still I have been meaning to watch that maybe we will maybe we'll do it we should definitely do it for the action movie series don't mm -hmm. watch it until then though okay it, it it didn't get great reviews but you know i loved I, it i'm told just quickly on the internet that it was trying to do something and i'm not sure everybody appreciated it so we'll see they thought it was yeah anyway so the santa claus mm -hmm. ace ventura slash the mask slash dumb and dumber which again mm -hmm. is 1994 which clearly was a big year for us yeah <laughs> um but that was the jim carrey trifecta year where it was mm -hmm. like okay so this guy's a star yeah um teenage mutant ninja turtles mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the big lebowski mm -hmm. south park bigger longer and uncut mm -hmm. short circuit oh that's <laughs> short circuit Johnny Five Alive. You know, when I was a kid, I preferred Short Circuit too, and now I me I'm too embarrassed. Oh, you did? Yeah, I think it was, I was silly. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. of course, there's Fisher. Like I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. too better. You know, I did too, and I liked Back to the Future too better better as well. Which... I think whenever it was sillier, we were, when we were kids, like yeah, I well, it being silly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need the serious stuff. Um, <laughs> Just cut out all the seriousness. But I do want to go back to the Big Lebowski. Because mm -hmm. I think this is worth mentioning on our podcast because I saw that with you in the theater. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this. Mm -hmm. nope, and so I much. and I know that I was annoying with this stuff. <laughs> but I remember being like, what'd you think? Did you like it? And yeah. you, you know, you like to take your time to think about things. And you yeah, said yeah. to me, like, I'd like to, you know, think about it before I answer. And I was like, well, I really liked it. Did you like it? <laughs> And you were like, I want to, and then I remember you went home and I called you that night and been like, okay, so you thought about it. What'd you think? And you're like, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> and then the next day, I think it was summertime or I don't remember, but the next day I remember I talked to you again and I'm like, did you like it? And you're like, well, let me put it like this. <laughs> I'm going to go see it again with, with Tim. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, now in retrospect, that's very clearly a sign that you liked it, right? Mm -hmm. But in my kid brain, I'm like, okay, but does that mean you like it or are you <laughs> going because Tim's going, you know? Yeah. So I said to you, I'm like, okay, so did you like it? And you were just so frustrated by me. You just walked away. 
<laughs> I was. I think I was trying to get across. I don't like rewatching movies very much. <laughs> so the fact that I wanted to pay money to rewatch it was was indicative of something. But somehow you missed that one. I guess. Yeah. Well, I wasn't good with subtlety when I was a I kid. Guess I just no. wanted you to tell me if you liked it. <laughs> I should have just said yes then. But I just you just have to be so cryptic sometimes. You know. Yeah, that's true. And I'm Nobody just can... like, <laughs> it's. It's not like a bad thing, by the way. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I don't, I don't know that I would be like that anymore. If you, if I said, did you like it? And you were like, mm -hmm. uh, I'm still considering it. I'd be like, okay. And that would be, I probably wouldn't even bring it up again. You know, unless maybe you, like, mm -hmm. you brought it up for some reason. But back then I was like, no, did you like it? Because mm -hmm. I'm prepared to argue with you if you didn't. <laughs> oh, you were prepared to argue about it as well. It was, <laughs> you were your freaking captain of the debate team that didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. And it was always debating opinion. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah, that was that frustrated me because I was I was like, I don't know how to defend this. It's just what I feel. <laughs> You're like, no, you must defend it. And I'm like, oh god. Um anyway, I think that's a good one to end on because I just mm -hmm. think that uh it's it shows yep, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> there there the you go. Lebowski. There you go, everybody. That's indicative that's of our two different personalities. Yep, there you go. That's all you need to know. We should, we should play that at the beginning of the episodes. We should. Um, well, anyway, everybody uh, that's listened this far, hope you enjoyed it. I know that uh, it was very. This was more of a personal episode, uh, but hopefully, it brings up some movie memories for you guys. And if you want to share, by the way, like you have some movie memories that you think would be kind of fun um, to share with with us, or you know, in general, in comments to everybody, please, you know, feel free. Yeah. But uh, if not. Okay, then don't. So <laughs> you like that. Uh but yeah, join us next week when we're ranking the top ten emo bands. <laughs> so going from kind of sad childhood movie memories or happy too, but definitely more of an emotive episode to let's mm -hmm. go to some emotive music. Yeah, some very emotive music indeed. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for listening, everybody, and goodbye. You know, I stood up, and I think all this piss talk made me realize how much I had to piss, so I did. Oh, good for you, buddy. All this piss talk is making me hungry. <laughs>